Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And good morning to you. This is Brad, and welcome to Questions About Heaven, the podcast where we talk about the joys of heaven, the God of heaven, the relationship with Jesus Christ in heaven, and then the new heavens surrounding the new earth. It is the 7th of February, and right now I am in the barn studio here, and our feral cat Smokey is trying to distract me from getting my work done, and so I'm having to move him. You may hear him either meow or purr here uh, within the vicinity of the microphone, and so uh, he's been around for a little bit. As you know, the other day he brought me my second present. He found another mouse and then dropped it near the desk to let me know that uh, I needed to either have breakfast or else he was paying his rent. Wonderful to see you here. It is up country, South Carolina. A chilly morning. We have about, oh, about 31 degrees Fahrenheit here. And uh, as I, many of my friends, Wisconsin and Connecticut and such, are dealing with some much colder weather than I can imagine, I don't even want to start to uh, ask how cold it is in Canada. But God bless you. It's a wonderful, wonderful February day. Pl plenty of blessings from the Lord. I want to thank you so much for your prayers for us from uh, throughout the holiday season. We've had a whole army of prayer warriors just praying and asking the Lord to uh, fulfill uh, just the, uh, the calendar, uh, fulfill the needs of the people throughout the country who might be able to benefit from our ministry and filling the calendar, and I'm happy to tell you uh, a quick rundown. You can find the details on our website, theheaventour.com. But to give you an idea, uh, this weekend, February 11th, I will be both in North Carolina and in uh, Maryland, then moving over to Delaware, as I'm going to be Sunday, uh, February 11th, I'm going to be in Salisbury, Maryland, at Calvary Baptist Tabernacle in the morning, and then in the afternoon, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, I'll be over in a community Bible event teaching about heaven, including a Q&A. That will be at the Sugar Shack Bakery over in uh, Bridgeville, Delaware. And it's going to be in the afternoon. We The next week, I will be over in Slidell, Louisiana at the Rebel Coffee Roastery for a Bible study, Community Heaven Bible study. And then on Sunday... The 18th, February 18th, I will be over in Texas. I'm going to be in Dayton, Texas, D-A-Y-T-O-N, at South Dayton Baptist Church. Then following that, on the 21st, I will be speaking back in South Carolina at Holly Springs Baptist Church in uh, Pickens, South Carolina, in the evening time on a Wednesday night on Heaven. And then the next weekend to fill out the month, 24th and 25th of February, I will then be over for a two-day Heaven is Home conference. That's going to be in Fayetteville, Georgia. It starts in the evening on Saturday. There's no cost, obviously, and you don't have to stay for the whole time. You can come for one hour, 15 minutes. You can stay for the whole time, and uh, that is going to be at Lisbon Baptist Church. That will be 24th and 25th of February, uh, Saturday and a Sunday. And of course, uh, that as well as all the other places, includes a Q&A time, which people have said they found so very valuable whenever they just have some questions that may not have been addressed before. So I'm looking forward to that, looking forward to seeing you. If you're in the area, please stop by. Had some friends in RVs 
that said, well, you know, we can move on over to where you are. Just let us know where you're located. So once again, go to our website, theheaventour.com. Take a look on the map, and you can see the circuit here. And then uh, if you're in the area, boy, I'd love to be able to see you. The question today, as I'm taking a pause from the talk about Revelation chapter 19, is uh, wanting to know about prayer. It's kind of like we're anticipating the new earth of Revelation 21 and 22, and also the heaven, the immediacy of heaven, should we leave this life prior to the rapture, uh, prior to the harpazo, that's the Greek word for the rapture. And uh, uh, during that time, you know, we're looking at, you know, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord, as it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 8, wonderful. And it's wonderful for me to know my brother, my oldest brother, my dad, my mom, they're in heaven right now, all right? Then they're going to be in, from the present heaven. Then Second Peter chapter 3 says this will then be totally remade up into the new earth, Revelation chapter 21, and uh, that is where God will dwell with us. We see that, but we're not there right now, but we can have access to it. Well, how can you have access to it if we're here on earth? Well, same way, I can talk with some of my friends as I did yesterday. I, I made a call and received a call back for over in Tennessee, but I wasn't in Tennessee. Another call later on to Grand Junction, Colorado, but I'm not in Grand Junction, and yet I am in communication. You know what I'm talking about. We're talking about prayer. And so when we want to contact, to be in touch with the Lord, we want to talk with Yahweh, we find in Matthew chapter 6 and Luke chapter 11, the question of how does prayer go? What is the structure of prayer? And the disciples alongside Jesus uh, for that time actually said in uh, chapter 11, said, Lord, teach us to pray. This is something magnificent and yet puzzling to us. And the Lord then takes them to, through what we could call the template of prayer, uh, the model prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You remember this prayer. We are told, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17, to pray without ceasing. So now here comes the question. All right, if that's so, is it always to be out loud? And more than once I've had questions on this. What do we do as far as prayer? Is it wrong to pray silently? And yesterday during a live stream, one of the uh, followers uh, had said that there was a particular Bible leader that said that you are never to pray silently. And I, the first thing I say is, I always say this, would you have the leader show you in the Bible where that's wrong? Friends, I can't emphasize enough, when we have leaders or those who suppose themselves to be leaders making conjectures and suppositions along this line, always ask them for the biblical source and then read it in context. The way you read it in context is, look at the verse that is part of the issue, for good or bad. Read that entire chapter to get it in context. Read the previous chapter to deepen the context. Read the following, the, the following chapter. So you're reading three chapters, and I would say it's venture to say about 95% of the time you're going to get your answer, all right? So the first thing I told the person on live stream was, have this person give you scriptural backing for this claim. So in the same sense, I am also held to bring scriptural responsibility to this answer here. When somebody says silent prayer is wrong, or what kind of prayer? Now, it does say in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17, pray without ceasing. 
So this means that we're to be in a constant state of prayer. Now, somebody says, well, you always bow your head and close your eyes uh, while you're praying. Well, that's going to be pretty difficult when I'm traveling. If I'm along Interstate 81 heading up to the D.C. area, I bow my head. We're going to have a problem that I'm going to need some extra prayer. You know, so my eyes are open while I'm praying as I'm traveling by myself. Um, I'm witnessing to somebody. Am I praying out loud uh, as I am witnessing to them as they're asking questions? Well, I guess I could, but many times we're praying in silence, or maybe we're in a situation where we can't pray out loud and in, in a corporate setting, but we're praying for somebody or for the words to say, different things along this line. So we look at prayer. It's a very, very powerful communication to the Lord. And in the King James Version, give you an idea. The word for pray, the word pray itself, is used 313 times. The word prayer is used 114 times. So this is a very deep and powerful communication to the Lord. Are we allowed to pray in different situations? Well, Genesis chapter 24, verses 13 and 14, the servant of Abraham is looking for a wife for Isaac. Wonderful story, Genesis chapter 24. And you can see the prayers continually. Uh, Yahweh, show me, is this the place I should be? Is this the person I should address? Is this a condition? Would you allow me to address this condition to you? Was the servant praying quietly or openly? We don't know, but it seems that it's both in the passage. Numbers chapter 11, whenever there was a great difficulty come up, coming up as Moses was leading the children of Israel, he prayed on behalf of the people. Was this aloud or silently? It tends to be that he prayed openly on behalf of them, but we can't be sure. The Bible doesn't give us if it was an open verbal prayer or it was silent. Second Kings chapter 4, it tells us when a child was to be brought back through the miracle of life being put back into him through the prophet Elisha, he shut the door and he prayed for the child. Again, we don't know. Silent or verbal, we don't know. Second Kings chapter 20, when Hezekiah was told, it's time to wrap it up, you are going to enter into the stage where your life is going to end. It says he turned his face to the wall and he prayed. I was always, as a child, thinking that in the privacy of his chambers, he would turn, roll over on his bed in his sickness and pray. That could well be, turning his face to the wall. Very interesting phrase there. Openly, uh, verbally, uh, or silently, we don't know. And yet the communication in all these situations are very clear. Acts chapter 1. The disciples are praying what we call corporately. The together is just what the term corporately means. Uh, for one to fill the vacancy from Judas. And as they pray openly, Lord, you know the one. Well, they're praying as a group. This would be assumed that they're praying openly and verbally. But also in Luke chapter 22, the precious prayer of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, praying under great distress. He is actually bleeding from the, the, the panic of high blood pressure, and yet he's uh, praying even while drops of blood are coursing through his sweat glands, and he's praying for the anticipation of the cross and he is in prayer here. So we see many different situations of prayer. Is it wrong to pray silently? Well, if we say so, then we run into a difficulty here. Because when we see there's a very clear example when God saw a uh, silent prayer, or he was aware of a silent prayer, 
and it was blessed. It was blessed by God. It was blessed by the, uh, the, 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 what would you say, the witness of it, the prophet. When we see this, this is a very, very tender one. And you're going to find this, if you're taking notes here, then I'm going to encourage you to write this down and look this up on your own. This is going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1. The person praying is a godly, godly woman by the name of Hannah. Now, when she was found to be barren and she realized that the, the Lord has not allowed her to have a child, she would go and pray in the house of the Lord and she was, as you go on through here, we're going to key on verse 10 and verse 13. And Hannah would go over and in the distance, Eli the priest was standing there seeing what was going on. He was beside the doorpost of the temple of Yahweh, it says in verse 9. Hannah was deeply distressed. I'm going to read to you from the ESV version, literally what it says. Hannah, she was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. And you even read the verse, uh, the, the actual prayer. Lord of hosts, if you'll indeed look upon the affliction of your servant, remember me and not forget your servant, but will give to your servant a son. I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. No razor shall touch his head. Now, as she continued praying before the Lord, verse 12 says, Eli observed her mouth, which is telling us she's praying silently. Hannah was speaking in her heart. Only her lips moved and her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli took her to be a drunken woman. And then you see, so she's praying silently. Eli says, how will you go on being drunk? Put your wine away from you. Verse 15, no, my Lord, I'm a woman troubled in spirit. I've not drunk wine. I've been pouring my spirit before the Lord. And then as she explains it, Eli is corrected. And there's a blessing here. Go in peace, verse 17. God of Israel, grant your petition that you have made to him. And when we see this, it was, and then indeed Samuel did uh, arrive as her son. This is a silent prayer being blessed by the priest, by this one, Eli, and also being blessed by Yahweh himself. So when we see here, are you able to pray silently? Well, we see among many passages, like I said, there are over 313 just on the word pray itself, 114 for prayer, and then I think 65 more on the word prayed. So we're seeing the communication with God is utmost. In your heart or out of your mouth, this is blessed by God as it is given to God. And so let's learn from that and let's be in a reminder of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17. The most important thing is in a true uh, unfeigned heart, in a sincere heart. Pray without ceasing. Always be in the attitude of prayer. Thank you so much, my friends. I appreciate you so very, very much. We'll get back to our Revelation study in a little bit. But as we look at heaven, we can pray to the God of heaven. Wonderful access here. We thank the Lord for that access while we're here on earth. God bless you. Take care. And Lord willing, we'll talk soon. In order for the Heaven Tour to continue fulfilling our mission, we humbly ask for your support. Your generosity allows us to continue to proclaim and explain the biblical truth of heaven and to mentor many. All eligible donations are tax deductible, so please prayerfully consider an end of year gift. You can send your gift to the Heaven Tour, P.O. Box 795 Pickens, South Carolina 29671. Thank you and have a blessed Thanksgiving.